1: Will it happen or won't it happen? You can bet on it with the Betfair Exchange, proud sponsors of the Final Furlong Podcast.
0: The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate online resource for racing fans. Welcome along to our second festive review on the Final Furlong Podcast. I'm Emish Kennedy, alongside Betfair's Kieran O'Connor. Hello, 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 hello welcome back very my friend fringe.
2: very like a french tv show there wasn't it hello 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 i like that Well,
0: stick with that do you want to do the accent <laughs> no i do not <laughs> hello hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be done at some point it is also the glorious return from a long absence of at the races irish tipster and one of the best writers in the game final furlong podcast <laughs> legend
1: tony keenan is back on the show Thanks for that build-up, Emmett. You know, the only one who really gives a toss about this is you and me, like, so don't be hyping it up there, pal. <laughs> um, happy New Year to everyone, by the way. By the way, great to be back. and so sure, We'll Good to be talking, racing, and, and good racing at that.
0: It's great to have you back. I know that you are incredibly busy. Best of luck. A new bundle of joy on the way as well for the new year. So the workload's going to get even harder in, in the house, but looking forward to having you on the podcast a bit more. And uh, particularly, we'll be doing the Cheltenham preview with you in the usual venue, all being well. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So look, that'll be a bit of crack as well. Let's get into our review. So in part one with Jess and Kate, we look back at uh, St. Stephen's Day and Boxing Day. Uh, From here, we're going from the 27th onwards. So we'll start with the... Paddy's Rewards Club, loyalty's dead, live for rewards, Chase. This was Shaq and supposed to be crowning moment, I guess, his return. He'd done a brilliant piece of work, or at least it looked that way. Danny Mullins had worn the the head cam, it all looked very impressive. But he got blown away by the two stars of the moment, Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore. The story on the Betfair exchange beforehand, Kieran, I presume Shaq and was being well-supported.
2: Yeah, Shaq Persua was. I mean, this was the horse that we were all, you know, hoping to see over Christmas. This is the horse that we spoke about before Christmas. It was one of the ones we were really excited to see in this race. Uh, never really, for me, got going in the race. It did hit a low of 1.28, which is around 1 to 4. Apple Lutard had a BSP of 5.5, which is 9 to 2, and did hit 11 or 10 to 1 in running, uh, which, again, does surprise me, uh, to be honest. I mean, Apple Lutard was the youngest one in the race, uh, I suppose we kind of almost forgot how amazing uh, that road Shelton was last time. Um, mm-hmm. if, if I was looking at the Shackam Perswa run, I don't know what Tony thinks, but it seemed to be almost missing an extra gear when it was coming up. Um, I, I, I'd like to know what they are going to do now, but there's a lot of reasons I suppose that you could still be in the camp as well. With Shackam Perswa, it was its first run, um, so we'll. I, I know some people have said the bubble is burst. Maybe not so the bubble burst for me, uh, but I'd like to see Apple Lutard now go on to the Ryanair. If, I'd, I'd like to see how we get on with that. And Shaq Imporsois, we'll give it uh, We'll give it one more go. I, I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bad water just yet, but it was a disappointing one.
0: It was a strange Leopardstown and a strange Christmas really for William Mullins because a number of his big guns severely disappointed. Some of them had very legitimate excuses. He still ended up being top trainer at Leopardstown, which was odd. Uh, considering the amount of bubbles that were burst, but Gordon Elliott currently has a 500,000 euro lead over him in the trainer's title, but shh, as Brian Flanagan said, uh, whisper that one quietly, that he's currently got that lead, <laughs> what did you make out of a Plutard, let's start with the winner Tony, um, Ryanair is, is the target for him, much to Rory DeLargy's frustration, but this was, this was impressive.
1: Maybe we'll take Willie Mullins' Christmas first there, Emmett. Very interesting Christmas um for the yard. Strange they're having a strange season. Um like his strike rate now over the last couple of weeks, month, seventeen, eighteen per cent. Whereas like Willie Mullins season's past twenty-five percent, thirty per cent. Um the question I was asking myself with William Mullins was, like, where are all the new horses coming out of? Like, Ch- Towns past, you could be sure that William Mullins would have maybe a couple of French horses that hadn't been seen in 500 days running the maiden hurdles. You'd be saying six to four in the morning. Jesus, that's tight. mate, to take that on. Goes off four to five and wins 15 lengths and you're uh, kicking yourself. Those horses weren't around this year. He sort of seemed to be recycling the same horses into the, the maiden hurdles he had. Fee Spirituel, the first one like, on 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 Stevens Day, Mount mm-hmm. I suppose did the business. Um the, the, the Game of Thrones horse, what do you call him? John Snow got beat, the the, the one in the Donnelly colors got beat behind um, Henry's horse. I was wondering where were the new horses coming out of and and, and the same with the bumper horses. Quick question for you, guys: Don't think about this too deeply. Who's Willie Mullins' best novice hurdler at the minute? Oh Jesus. You're having a think, you see. That's that's the question. That's what I'm getting at. Like, this time, years past, you would be fit to say, there was a topper of a novice uh, a hoarder, you'd be thinking, well, that's a supreme horse. That's a Ballymore horse. That's a whatever horse. Uh, not this year. So that, that's a little bit strange. Like, last year, obviously, he only had one horse run in the, in the champion bumper, Cheltenham Blue Sari. He darted his bib. We may talk about him later. Um. So, sort of slightly strange season going on there with Willie Mullins. Now, some of them, just to come back to Shaq and Persuas, some of them, you could argue, are, are needing the run a little bit. Now, that would not be, though, the usual way with William Mullins over the years. So I was a little bit negative. Like, is the bubble burst with Shaq and Persuas? Possibly not. But it certainly deflated a bit. Um, he looked to have a, a sort of an impossibly high ceiling after Pontius Town when he, he destroyed you know, horses, good horses coming from winning grade ones in Cheltenham. But as has been pointed out... Um, that was end of season form. He was the fresh horse. Daffy wasn't fresh. Uh, Duke de Geneva wasn't fresh. They had lots of racing at that stage. And I thought um, his running 27 put a little bit of a ceiling on him. Lydia, Lydia his love, made good, very good points. He had a bit of a wide trip. He was a little bit free. But, um, you know, I, I the horse I wouldn't neglect here as the winner, um, who I think has put in a savage performance, I, I was amazed how well this horse won. Um I was amazed how well it coped with the drop and trip. Um, like I, I I tipped this horse up and I'm not after timing it, but I didn't think this was remotely possible that it was going to put in a performance like this. Um, Rachel said he was on his head a little bit early on. Didn't really look that way. Um, and I thought he was well on top uh, after the last. She was never all out on him. And do you know what? I, I, I'm starting to think, is he just after taking another massive jump? He looked very good in Chelsea. Him last year, like a lot of Henry says he needed to run first time out in Navin, and now he's just he's just a proper horse. Like he is only five. Like Chak and Persuade, you'd be saying has all this scope, but Chak and Persuade is seven. Had racing in France before it came to Willie Mullins. Um and while it didn't run there for whatever many days, I'll just look this up here, uh a thousand and eighty-nine days. Like it wasn't training for those days those times you know for a good couple of those years so i'm a little bit lukewarm now on for track and persoire, but incredibly positive on, on a plutard and henry de bromhead um not known for shying away from big races so i'm wondering are they going to go champion chase with this horse and um i'd be interested in him now wherever he runs i just has a brilliant performance um taking take another step forward and was very good on the clock as well.
0: well trainer comments can always be open to interpretation and, and that's something that declan mar was referencing in in our bonus betting special podcast which if you haven't listened to i strongly recommend that you do um, that he often takes trainer comments with a, a pinch of salt and he's more interested in just doing his own form work and coming up to his own conclusions the initial plan was Ryanair that was what they were they were stating they were going to do and of course that's the distance that he won the handicap at Cheltenham last year but Rory De was putting this horse up as at a big price for the champion chase at the start of the season and you have just given him a little bit more encouragement and when you look at the current market like there's a question mark over Altior Deffy Desoy is is coming through and has looked very good he's passed every test so far but there's probably he's going to need a little bit more um, Kieran, what's the current state of the Champion Chase market?
2: Uh, Altior is four point six seven to two, definitely the soft four point nine four to one. Shaken Poursuit is now five. Silas Emery nine to one. Aplutar eleven point five, so just in between ten and eleven to one. I, I, I agree a lot with what Tony said there. I actually think Henry de Bromhead afterwards, when I, I don't think he was in any way shocked or anything, but I think he was very surprised with just how well. Uh, the the drop and trip for aplu tired worked out um i think it was a really really eye-catching performance and definitely think when he got home that night he probably will think champion Chase is somewhere that he can go with this horse and it would light up the contest and definitely at the price of you know 10 11 to 1 on the exchange um i think aplu tired is is definitely one but it, getting back to the Willie Mullins thing, he, he is running poor at the moment, I suppose you would say. Uh, it was uh, It was interesting, he did say on RTE television, he did say that a lot of his horses need a run, but I suppose when you look at like the likes of Blue Sari, uh, Shaq and Bassois, they were all pretty poor runs.
1: Yeah, somebody, I, I, I appreciate what he's saying about some of these needing a run, but it, it's quite unpredictable But what's happening. Like, there's a horse now, I, I, I backed the to, to place at Tremor on New Year's Day, Vida Rev, Willie Mullins, I, I thought it ran quite well the first state punches town. Um it regressed completely now part of that might have been the ground if, if they were all sort of improving chunks yes I, I would say yeah that, that makes sense maybe this year they're a little bit behind that's not really happening with all of them and also the fact that, that with, with bumper horses made in hard like Willie Munns has historically always had those horses ready first time out if they're not winning on their debut they're, they're usually not much good so, um, they're not going to be as degraded novice hoarders, greatest novice chasers, if they're not winning first team out. And this season that hasn't really been happening. They are getting beaten in their debuts and they're maybe progressing, but I'm progressing, you know, in single figures or pounds rather than double figures, if you get what I'm saying.
0: Because this time last year he unleashed Classical Dream. We didn't see anything like that either. And this has kind of been a, a story of the season as well. And it's been to Willie Mullins' credit that he's been always able to turn out new talent this is a, a concern for you now
1: it's not uh, I wouldn't say it's a concern it, it's brilliant because they take off a massive chunk of the market every time they run but um, it's it, no it's, it's, just, it's just something that's gone on uh, um, I, I, you know I don't think were, we're any of them um, massive drifters in the betting in Town. no they were still taking massive chunks of the market up um, I just think it, it, it's, it's, it's something to be monitoring look Willie Mullins is not a bad trainer. Like, let's get real here. Like, the, the thing is going to turn. Like, and historically, he would he would go to Punchestown and he's going to have a, 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 just a clatter of winners. Whereas Gordon Elliott's going to struggle to get more than a handful and things like that. But usually they are a little bit more forward or he is a little bit more quality in depth. At this time, like they have him. Christmas is when he said 20 winners, you know. Yeah. Um That's not unusual. Whereas, I, I, I what did he? How many winners do you have at percent Six, seven. Um, throwing one or two at, a few at Limerick so you know just something to be to be, to, to be looking out for he did and Joseph, Joseph of course coming on and uh, seemingly winning every bumper is probably not happening either
0: yeah and winning bumpers and denting huge reputations in the process like there were a, a, a number of Willie Mullen sources that were highly touted um, or had big price tags that didn't really perform in the manner that was expected i suppose you could say champagne fever got beaten at christmas time in the bumper at leopard and still won the champion bumper it doesn't preclude them from going on to success is it possible tony that as racing evolves and with the emergence of the dublin racing festival that maybe willie mullins is reshifting his focus
1: oh very much very much so i'd say like it is a, it is a spring game you know you know nowadays like and again, you're talking about making comparisons. Um, geez, I, I may, I, I'm, this is top of the head, so I may need to check this. But the Apple's Jade race now last week was worth a hundred thousand total prize money, but the equivalent three-mile Grade One hurdle in Punchestown is worth three hundred thousand. Mm. You know, so the Punchestown prize money is is massive. So you can understand why that would be more of a focus. Um, maybe than Laperstown might
0: be and that's not even yeah. bringing into account Aintree, Cheltenham and the Dublin Racing Festival as well So it's- <laughs>
1: and Fairy House too as well so yes good point you know, they're, all, they're all there they're all there yeah um, I mean we, we may see Shaq and
2: Porsoic versus Appalutard again before Cheltenham at the Dublin Rest- Racing Festival uh, so it'd be interesting to see how that one goes as well is that yeah and we
1: have we, we have also Cilius Emory or however you pronounce his name to throw into that mix <laughs> that's as well true yeah the, the the idea was I suppose that that he would miss Christmas with a view to going to the double racing festival now maybe checking for Swan he you're going to meet like York Hill and Min did run against each other in that race before William Mullins typically doesn't like doing that early in the season but he probably has so many horses now he has no choice so throwing a Plutarch that that like a champion chase having looked absolutely. Moribund race at the start of the season, like, um, or has been for the last few seasons now it looks an absolutely amazing race. You have no one knows what, what's going on, where's he going to run? He's had a bit of a you know setback or whatever it is, he, he missed the target. Then you have Deffy, you have these two Willie Mullins horses, you have a Plutard, possibly um, Lorisberg, yeah, Lorisberg. What was he beaten last year though, and, and, and well being and all that? But, um, yeah, potentially brilliant race, um, if even half of them get there healthy. And
0: what is your take on Cilius Emery, who, celios Emery, whatever the hell his name is? Because I was quite keen on him, and I remember tweeting about he could be a champion chaser, and the responses I was getting was, think there's something better in William Mullins yard. But to be fair, he's, he's asked all the questions that have been answered, and he's technically a novice. He's very inexperienced.
1: I'd be a fan. Um, I... I I like obviously times and doing stuff that he's not brilliant on the clock yet, you know. But there is other things you have to take into account. Like I don't think there was any doubt that he was way better than Duke de Ginevra last year. Um, and if he'd have made it healthy to the arcade, he probably would have won it. Um, he was very impressive in Goran and when he when he when he ran, as you say, he's effectively you know, obviously, he's only had three runs. Nace was fine. Um, but he was very good in Cork. Uh, love the way he came back in the bridle after jumping the third last and, and, and one with his head in his chest. The Bally O'Shean's official rating is probably inflated, but um, I wouldn't like to be putting a seal in, on, on this horse just yet. Uh, I've been very impressed with him. And he is a classy hurdler as well. It wouldn't be a horse to be negative on.
0: That's what I like to hear. Final takeaway on Chacun and Persuas. Are you willing then, with the potential that Willie Mullins may have changed things, to forgive him this run and look forward to his next start and judge him on that?
1: No. <laughs> um, because he's going to be because, he, because he's, he's he's still five to one for the championship. Whereas the horse that beat beat him as ten to one. Like, what price are they going to be if they meet in February? So, no, not not too short for me anyway at the moment. Ma- Can't see it. But
0: marketers head on, Karen. Shaqan Bruce Wall is going to be favourite when he faces a Lu potentially at the Dublin Racing Festival, isn't he?
2: Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. But would you back a Blue uh
2: That's a very tough question. I suppose it depends. Do you slam in the camp? Kieran, Kieran.
1: Emmett loves nailing you to the mast. Now, now, this race is in the mud. Right? We don't know the ground. Don't, don't let him bully you into pants something. now. you can, you can change your mind, Kieran. settle ahead. I would, I would, I would right
2: now. I would give Shaka and Porswa a second chance after the benefit of a run. Uh, I, I think you have to it's, it's just where is the horse that beat decide? Soy? Uh, and based on that form Shaq and is, is a is a is a borderline superstar so let's give him another day out
0: is there any possibility Tony that the performance that we saw at Punchestown even though his his performance previous to that where he won by a million lengths was mightily impressive that it's Punchestown and sometimes horses are over the top and he may have been flattered
1: very possible Now he did do a very good time there So I, I wouldn't be questioning it completely But it's very possible yeah. And it's all to do with the price Like He's drifted a little bit for the championships. He showed his well-being But he's also showed a floor too mm. So you know You pay your money You take your chance I would be preferring a Plutard at the minute But you know I may change your mind the, the, the race isn't for a month Cheltenham isn't for two So two. decisions don't need to be made just yet
0: Exactly Fair enough If you want to keep the faith with Shaq and Pressoir You're getting a bigger price um, that's for sure, Kieran. If he'd won, he'd be seven
2: to four. I, I would assume so, something around that. And you'd, have, you'd have to. Say, well, it depends. Actually, you see, you say that, but then it just depends on how well he wins and how much he's able to put maybe tower behind. Seven to four. That sounds skinny now to me, to be honest. Uh, maybe twos.
0: Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be in agreement with you on that, to be fair. Uh, but he didn't win. He got duffed by a Plutard. And Henry Sorry. Drumhead has said that it's the Ryanair, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe they will go for the tilt for the, the dream of the champion chase. We shall see. Um, at Kempton, we saw the Desert Orchid chase. That was won by Doran for Tom George and Johnny Burke. Obviously, great success for Kate Tracy and the team who are all celebrating Duke de Geneva uh, was back in second with So Royal who is just So Royal these days and uh, Capeland the controversial Capeland back in fourth to compare that to the race that we saw at Leopardstown what was your assessment there Tony? The
1: race last week there (laughs) was I, so I I I didn't see any of this. Ah, sorry, I'm I'm not trying to denigrate I, I just i just not tuned into this at all. I, I, it was on in the background, but it, it's been Appleton, Limerick all all the way for me. So <laughs> I leave that to Kieran or, or or your UK. Mm-hmm. Well, I,
2: I'll say, look, uh, Bundoran had a BSP of five point three nine two. It um, it hit about 9.0, say, one run due to Geneva, <laughs> the regain. Well, School Royale actually went odds on and 1.61 at one stage, 4-7 to seven. Oh. last season's Arca winner champion chase third they took their chances uh, I don't think it was a race that had the sum of all its parts um, it doesn't help that it was the same day that Shaq and Porsois also took a bit of a dent in that division I saw nothing really that lit me up if I'm being totally honest uh, from the bar in Leopardstown with the sound off but uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the right place to be the right place uh, to be
2: but uh the the winner is a good winner, but I don't think the winner's doing much after that, to be honest. So uh... I, I think we're looking more at the Irish end of the spectrum for this at the moment.
0: This podcast brought to you by the Bedford Exchange at the races and the Leopardstown Bar. <laughs> Always check out the Leopardstown Bar. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it's a it's a puzzle. We've already mentioned Apples Jade, the Frank Ward Memorial Hurdle. She bounced back and did so in some style. 17 links back, to you know what I mean, Harry. Uh, there was quite the market move for her beforehand as well, Kieran. She was hammered in the betting
2: absolutely hammered as big 11 to 4 kind of price Uh, went off 2.72 in the end which is 7 to 4 Uh, I mean look never really looked in trouble I I don't want to pour cold water on this race at all it was great I think there was a little bit of an outpouring of emotion just about how popular she is it was a very very canny and clever positive ride that made It looked better than I think the race was. A lot of the ones in this were well below their best, most notably, obviously, the market rival, Bacardi's. It's probably best to not get too carried away with the bare form coming out of this race. Impressive, though, Apple's Jade was on the day. She'll probably go now and defend her Irish champion, Hurdle Crown, at the Dublin Racing Festival. Where the rest of them goes, who knows? But... Really seeing a race where you know what I mean Harry comes second, who's probably the same age as me, makes me
0: wonder about it. Uh, new decade, same old Kieran. <laughs> but yeah, uh, God But was that what you were having in the Leopardstown bar?
2: I, I, unless someone wants to pay me to say what I was having, I shall, uh, I shall keep it uh, close to the chest what I was having. But if any major breweries would like me to be a spokesperson, I will say anything for cash. I,
0: I say, I say, Monsieur, Monsieur, can I have two <laughs> Bicardies? <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll take money off them. Absolutely. Hey,
0: listen, what we want really is we're, we're looking for Moet. All right, Moat to yeah. join the final Furlong podcast. Betfair bandwagon. That's that'll be happy out with the at the races team. Um, I, I think Kieran makes a really good point here. Emotion run very very high. Um, this is her eleventh Grade One win. She looked done, um, Tony. Like she she was a shadow of herself at the Cheltenham Festival. To say nothing of what we'd seen so far this season. But here she is, defying um expectations and bouncing back with the market confidence behind her as well. It's another example of the genius of Gordon Elliott, but it's also an example of just how brilliant Apple's Jade is on her day.
1: Yeah, um market move I, I don't I'm a bit skeptical sometimes but the reason behind some of these like some of that is is in Preempting empting in running and trading, like when she's, she's going to go to the front. Like, I think there's a little bit of that. I think there's probably no conference playing really any of the rest of them. I think that that's part of that. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this fella, but you know, the fella that used to be on this, the Kevin Blake fella, who um, he who, that, yeah, exactly. He wrote about Kevin, very good article. I, I would echo what what he said about Apple's Jade there. Like, yeah, she's back in inverted commas, um, she's found a very bad race, um that are set up well for a PSYs. You know, the time doesn't compare very well with the, the handicap order that was beforehand. Uh, full credit to Gordon Elliott. Like he, Gordon Elliott actually, he, he you'd notice something I've spotted with him. He, he's a good lad for tinkering around with small things, sometimes with horses that have gone out of form, like, like with her, he's he her out hunting. He's put the cheek pieces on. He took off the cross noseband. Those little things can make a difference. And look, don't she's anywhere near the level like she was when she won the Irish Champion Hurdle last year? Like that was, she, she was never better than that day. But um, very good to see her back. She likes Town, Would I be keen on her the next day? <laughs> Obviously, it always depends on the opposition, but probably not.
2: Would I mean, you- if you take her out of the race and watch what happened behind. It's a, it's, 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 it's a crapshoot. Like a race, it's a race that absolutely falls apart behind her.
0: Yeah. It's a scathing indictment of the staying division with the exception of Paisley Park. Mm -hmm. Like he's just miles clear of everything else, really. I know that Kate Tracy is now throwing something at the speaker because of the world's (sighs) end. But seriously, like she's, she's been given a fantastic ride by Jack. Um, Kevin's article, it's a new article for At The Races and it's highly worth uh highly recommended that you read that um as well all joking aside uh it's a new second article that he'll be doing for at the races and that's available on the at the races app and at dot races.com as well and i think we're all in agreement on his take there uh, do you see her turning up for the irish champion hurdle to defend her crown in that next tony
1: I have no idea where she's going to run like, like a different Michael O'Leary says she's going one place Eddie O'Leary's going the other place Gordon Elliott saying the other place no, the, maybe Navin um, if there's a there's a hurdle there uh, although Tiger Rule would possibly be earmarked for that um, Point. That, Point yeah, that would look the most that would look the, uh, a potentially suitable race for me did I want to be running in a Galmoy hurdle on bottomless down on late January that, that's another possibility Um but, but an Irish champion oh God, it's hard to see her having. I know the champion hurdle to type division in Ireland is upside down, um, but hard to see her having the gears for, for some of the ones that will be running that. Yeah. Certainly, think the Boyne hurdle is
2: is the tiger roll uh, first stop on on the road to hopefully bigger and better things this year. So I doubt they would go with her to there, and I I think I think he he may actually look. At bringing her uh, to defend that crown, I, I think it's 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 the natural progression.
0: Thing is, though, Kieran, despite wasn't Tiger Roll, winning it. wasn't Tiger Roll fourteens for the Boyne Hurdle last year. It's not like he was expected to win that race. Fourteens, you know, he, he made him even bigger he, than that. I think, I think he was twenties.
2: I think he was in the twenties. yeah, he Jesus. was. Yeah, I think Gordon tells the story about it that um, like Tiger Roll from the time of Down Royal. <laughs> when he was injured, to that really hadn't been on a racetrack properly because obviously he'd run in what we would call the cross-country races at Cheltenham and had then run in the Grand National, but hadn't really run in a race like what he ran in the bottom hurdles. so they didn't really have too much faith until obviously he, he came out and
0: won. And he was a success story of going hunting. Apples Jade went hunting. They went out and True, he, yeah, did that yeah, as well. Yes. yeah. She went out yeah. for a little bit of hunting. So this is this Supposedly
2: is, she didn't take to it at all though. Supposedly that's it wasn't. That's the story.
0: Hard. That is the story. There are, but there are the day out. There are pictures of her and so you can spin the narrative that, oh, look at this, it's it's transformed her, but apparently yeah, she wasn't exactly madly in love with it. Um, I suppose there'll be talk of marbles and uh, and all kinds of stuff in Cheltenham Preview Nights in the build up, but where she goes next will be fascinating. Um <laughs> She doesn't know any, anybody anything. It was just great to see her go and win and to do it in the style that she did. But we know what happens at Cheltenham. So Michael O'Leary did mention the stairs hurdle, interestingly enough. But I'm not entirely sure, certain that I want to see her in that race. We'll, we shall see. We shall see. Um, speaking of the champion hurdle, the Matheson went to Sharjah. So we spoke about this in the other podcast, but to get a more uh, in-depth analysis on it from Tony Keenan and from the lads as well. And to get there, if you want to, um, I like
2: that. The more in-depth analysis will come from us. Tony, that's a compliment. (laughs) Highly,
0: highly (laughs) unfair on the brilliant Kate tracy and the brilliant Jess Stafford who gave exceptional analysis on it. Um, But there you go, boys. Uh, You pay me a little bit of extra on the side to pick you up (laughs) and uh, consider it done. Uh, Sharjah ends up winning by three and a quarter lengths, another Willie Mullins winner, but another Willie Mullins disappointment in Classical Dream. He was obviously the big talking horse in the market beforehand. Um, in running, I imagine this was a disaster.
2: Yeah, you see, the thing about classical dream there is that it, I don't think from the start it looked like a horse that was going to win. Take the, 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 the um, mistake, I think it was three out. I, I, it just never looked, he looked far too keen again and jumping a little bit off, uh, I, I think this is a horse that, again, Tony mentioned earlier on, with regression, this is another horse that looks like it has. And it makes Ruby's run on him in Supreme last year look really, really good, because he looked really tough to handle that time. In terms of the winner, Sharjah, BSP of 8, 7-1, uh, so to uh, touched really only 8.4 running, wasn't really ever in too much uh, change from its its top price. Uh it turned a low, Core Sublime hit a low of 2.7 to 2 at times in it, which is around about 7 to 4. Sharers uh, has been cut to 14 to 1 now. Big one. I mean, the thing about this now, and we've spoke a lot about the champion hurdle, I guess the champion hurdle on day one for me is, is like one of the highlights of the festival. It should be the Rolling Stones. It should be Metallica. It should be rock and roll. Right now, we're getting Coldplay. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Coldplay? Well, look, they're everyone's ma's favorite plan is what's wrong with Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> that that is what is wrong with Coldplay. We're getting we're getting low fueled rock and roll in this champion hurdle, and we need a superstar, and I don't know who that is at the moment.
0: Well it could be Epiton? Um, Will we compare her performance at at Kempton as we bring Tony in? So we we spoke in depth about Epitone because Jess has an involvement uh, with that horse, obviously. And uh, and that's very exciting for for her in terms of uh, relatives. There's the hilarious story of her father being extremely pissed off about the fact that they sold a walk in the park uh, relation of Epitone's before this race, uh, seemingly cheaply. So he was... Extremely angry on Saint Stephen's Day, but uh, or Boxing Day for the for the Stafford family. But aside from that, uh, when you compare the the massive market move that came for her, uh, the fact that Nicky Henderson, as Rory Delarghi put it so eloquently, when he talks up a horse, you really need to rethink things. And he'd been talking up Fusil Raffles. He had been asked about the potential of Epiton being a champion hurdler and dismissed that. Um, the woman who asked him that question, Lydia Hislop, got justice because she then got to interview him after this. And uh, he told her that Barry Garrity had two minutes, two, 20 seconds with him and said, he said, Where next champion hurdle. And she looks a proper contender for that, Tony Keenan. But when you look at the entire picture and you compare this run in the Christmas hurdle and her performance, and you look at what Sharjah did and Petit Mouchois, and you've got Sadlier still to come, how do you assess the champion hurdle picture right now?
1: Um, Obviously messy. It feels like one of these years where everything is going to run, it's going to be like a county hurdle. Um, Why would you not run? 160 might win it um i'm thinking that what was the year that they all ran it was so punjabi won it Yeah, you know a whale breach after running badly the time before it, but I think is the brave inca so um again hey, I wait, wait, wait 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 uh,
0: hold on a second uh didn't he beat binocular and celestial halo and the one prior to that was sublimity coming from the clouds to beat brave inca who was um, his ground. just
1: looking punjabi up here yeah i think he did beat binocular i think you're right um but he was a big price Oh, me, massive prize! Yeah, yeah, just let me look at it. He, 20, did, he won it. Twenty-two. Yeah, he beats he beats twenty-two. He beats Celestial Halo and Binocular, and there were twenty-three runners that year. So it's easy that uh Why would you not? Why would you not take your chance? Um, if yeah, people so, are on
2: about taking chances, would 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 you not
1: send Honeysuckle? They're not going to do it. Uh, very, very possibly, I would think um, Henry's a racing romantic lads. He loves taking chances with these horses, like um, it, it, as in the traditional major races. He, he think he, like Monley has always been tried in, in the best races. He kept trying to beat Duvan with and John at two miles. I, I would I would certainly not rule rule that out at all. Kieran, no,
0: you think he could actually switch um, because they've been they've been so adamant that mare That's that. But then again. Eddie O'Leary was adamant that Apples Jade was going for the hurdle last year.
1: Yeah, trainers lie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Punters lie, trainers lie, jockeys lie, pundits lie. You know? Horses don't lie. Yeah, h- horses actually prou- in like cases don't lie actually. You know, they're, they're, they're doing this sometimes things to scare opposition off. We're running here, we're running there. Um, take some of them at face value, some of them tell the truth the vast majority of the time, but sometimes there are are reasons why they're doing things that, you know, maybe are less than savoury. But no, come back to this race. Like Classical Dream's just a bit of a dope, isn't he? Like, he just doesn't know how to race. Um, He just keeps, he keeps racing too keenly. He's taking these massive jumps. Like You can't do that in a champion hurdle. He doesn't, he doesn't have enough of, of an ability edge to race the way he does in a champion hurdle. And it's, Sort of looks now that they may have been better going chasing with him, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, the, what, I had a couple of takeaways from from the, that. Um, Mattison Hordle. The first one was that no, this is not through um, classical dream is that the town farm, the Morgiana farm, is pretty bad. Um, Petty Mouchoir got put in his place by Sharjah completely and utterly, which to me gives quite a negative reflection on Saldia because he did only beat Petit Mouchoir, the, the, the length or two. Now, I think Sal um, he is the one horse I would want nothing to do with at the minute. Right? Really? Absolute, how, how could you back him? He's Willie Mullins, and he's off with some sort of setback. You would be absolutely mental to back him. Um, you have to see this horse show well-being before you back him. He has to be declared day to race stuff. He's not going to get any shorter. He's top-price 7-1 to one there at the minute. Um, he cannot get any shorter, um, so he's he he he's, he's a terrible anti-post price for me.
0: Sorry, let sorry sorry sorry, lad. The men in white coats have just turned up. Um, I think I have to go because uh, I backed Saldir. Uh
1: Continue yeah. on, gentlemen. Continue <laughs> well, on. When did, when did when you backed them is the key point. I, <laughs> I backed them before the Moyana. That's totally fine, but you can't bet him at the minute. No, you know, just you, no, no one knows. He wasn't entered at Christmas, so that that's one there. So, Petit Mouchoir um, holds down that form. I I wouldn't fancy that minute. Now, I, I have a horse on my radar for the Champion Hurdle. He's come with a massive asterisk, um, and I'm I'm not suggesting people back him. I, I have backed this horse at a stupid price, um, but something has happened in the interim that I didn't want to see happen. I, and you you are going you, you're gonna, you might have never have me on again after this, like. I think Super Sunday has a chance in the champion hurdle. I don't um,
0: disagree with you.
1: He ties in with Charger last year. Yeah. to me, would have, would have been a better horse than Charger. Now, there's a couple of issues going on here. Um, he didn't run at Christmas. Jessica says he just wasn't fully ready. Now, for a horse that's stuffy and all this, that's not a good sign. Um, he, he would probably ideally want two runs before Cheltenham because he, he, he's such an idle sort of a horse. But he's, he's a hell of a good horse. I am. I backed him for the Champion Hurdle last year as well. Um, I am convinced he would have been placed, and I think he would have given the winner a race. This is a, I, and again, you, you think this is absolutely lefty. None of the big names performed. He loves the type of race that the Champion Hurdle was last year. It was a pace collapse, and um, the, the finished up and the finishing speed in the low nineties. He has thrived in those races throughout his career. Last year, the Entry Hurdle, the year he won the Punchestown Champion Hurdle. Um, but obviously, there's well-being concerns with him at the minute. Um, and, and Jessica Harrington is gone through a very poor run at the minute. Um, not This is not the exact figure, but she's one winner from 80-something runners since the start of November over jumps. Um, may have been a hangover from a brilliant flat season. They will come again, and traditionally would be more of a spring yard, but I'd like to see a bit more of a pulse with the yard there because some of them are running well and hitting the frame, but they're, they're not running as well as you might like. So, of the Irish horses... So- Super mile they surely won't make the mistake of going for a stayers hurdle at third time. Like the horse does not no. stay, no matter how slow they go for three miles, he does not stay. Um, so he it, for me, he he's actually ideal horse for a champion. A well run two mile, a bit of cut in the ground, but um, I, I would like to see him running at the Dublin Racing Festival at the absolute latest, and preferably even before that. She did mention going to England with him. She might go for one of those. You know, there a load of very soft champion hurdle trials there in January, February in England. Maybe she go for one of those you're know, not afraid to go to
0: England. Head over to the Contenders Hurdle and just bolt up, and nothing yeah. stupid race. Uh, what price is he currently on the Betfair Exchange? Here, keeps going. Uh,
2: well, uh, he, he's, he's got a big price on the Betfair Exchange to be honest, and there wouldn't be much there in terms of what you can get. he's currently fifty-five, but certainly thirty-three on the sports book have what you want.
0: Well, you mean he was fifty-five because that's about to be <laughs> gone. Uh, but 33s is available as well to be fair Betfair Exchange sponsored the Final Four podcast so we'll, we'll give you your due uh, I don't think that's a mad call at all and I certainly think it's a it's a call that could be a decent each way bet but you make a very good point he needs to be seen to come out um, it doesn't sound as though Tony you're overly enthusiastic about Sharjah
1: no no oh no I wouldn't be negative on Sharjah no Sharjah has a chance um I've been quite impressed with Charger. I think he's another horse that you you can be positive on that's probably going to be a little bit underrated. End of the day, um, he won a Galway Hurdle, won a Morgiana, won a Christmas last year, went to Cheltenham, got brought down, nothing he could do about that. I'd say he needed their run big time in the Morgiana this year when the ground was too soft. And he's come out and won well there a couple of days ago. Mm. I, I, I would be positive on him. I'd give him a, give him a life, definitely. Um, he just seems to be a horse that doesn't really get a lot of credit too often. Um, and, you know, you, you're going into the champion horde and you're looking for a superstar. It, this just isn't one of those years, you know, going into it with the horse and form. And Patrick Mullins actually said something quite interesting about, um, about charge after the Leperstown run. He said... Yeah, we did worry about the ground and but I thought he was handling it very well when he ran in Cheltenham last year when it when it was a bit softer. So I thought that was maybe a positive Maybe he's getting older. He's um he's handling it a little bit better. And he also what age is uh, Super Sunday? Is a question. Eleven. Oh Jesus, no, he's a bit. He's he's eight or nine, maybe. Um, see it feels like he's been around. and he he's a horse with a good Cheltenham pedigree as well. Like he has one a power mm-hmm. cup, he's placing it a, in a stairs hurdle. Um he's he's ten. He's ten. Ah, look he'd be he a wild age if we're in a champion hurdle, I know that. Would fifty to one shot. Fifty to one shot,
0: you know. Fifty's a 50 to one shot, you you can take a chance. Uh Kieran, what's your current thoughts on who wins the champion hurdle?
1: Well,
2: I, I said it before to you, uh, I, I, I haven't seen anything at the moment that runs away from Pentland Hills. And I know some people will say last time out was pretty poor, uh, but that was his first ever defeat. Um, and I think springtime, uh, better ground, uh, a track less stiff than last time at Cheltenham when they run in November. Uh, seven to one on the sports book. And I think he's bigger on the exchange. Obviously, I'll just find out exactly what he is. But he'd be one for me at the moment. Uh, yeah, you can get nines. Uh, I just I, I don't see anything that's been too bad. I know last time out, Pentland Hills kind of stopped in the run-in, uh, mm-hmm. which some people um, have have been speaking about. But if you look at the top of the market there, Epitant question marks about that one. Pentland Hills obviously is question marks. Saldier. will it go? Honeysuckle not maybe not going to be entered. Classical Dream ran a stinker. Sharjah is it really a champion hurdle horse? After that, like of of the top six, you'd have to say Pentland Hills is the one that could come on. It has- form at Shetlam, um was unbeaten. Yeah, I, I, and a good price. We'll see what it is come today.
0: A lot of reputations dented. Classical dream, obviously. Fusil Raffles pulled up. Getaway Trump was going back over hurdles. Drifted like a barge pulled up. Elixir Dunutz has shown nothing so far this season in two starts. Uh, yeah, it's a confusing picture. So Super Sunday is the wild selection for Tony Keenan. I don't think that's too mad at all. And uh, you're sticking with Pentland Hills. Yes. Epiton goes and wins. The problem is that the price has now gone. Uh, the Paddy Power Future Champions Novice Hurdle went the way of abracadabras. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, odds on favorite. Um, Blue Sari, who I really, really liked, just ran no sort of race whatsoever. Uh, but again, as Tony was saying, another Willie Mullins source who has done that. Um, very very well backed though. Before the off, he's always had his fans, Kieran, and they were out in force for him in the future champions.
2: Blue Sari, yeah, well, I'm one of them. I really, I really thought I thought it was so telling. This was the only race that they entered. mean yeah. I thought that was a, that was a big telltale sign for me. Um, there was a lot of question marks coming into it about Abracadabraus. Um, I think on track it was about even money six to four that they went off whereas before uh, overnight abracadabra was definitely odds on uh, so I thought market support was probably coming for him but uh, you have to say he ran very very disappointing. he actually like, pretty much stopped if you watch the race back essentially stopped at the bottom or at the corner turn for home Reported afterwards to be blowing hard after. I mean, I, I, I know I'd be blowing hard after I ran over Leopardstown, but don't want to hear it from ours that comes last. Um, was rode flawlessly. Let's uh, BSP at 2.15, never really went anything high. Hit a high at 2.18, 11 to 10. But the way he loomed up Abracadabra centre in the straight, led out, driven clear, I think he'd come on from that run. I think we could look back at this race and say this is where we really saw the real abracadabra and I think it's maybe been um, a little bit overlooked just how good of a run it was
0: I think that could be a very fair observation on on this performance um, but what is your assessment of it Tony?
1: Keon, you're, you're a very positive man, I'll give you that. Um, Thank you. Oh Thank God. you. Uh, Here we I, go. I, I, hope, I hope I was negative I hope, earlier. Here we go. If you ever have to write me obituary, you're the man to do it, boy, because if anything I've ever done wrong in my life, it would be getting, uh, getting the, 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 the rose tinted treatment. Um, oh God, I don't like this average horse at all. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Um, right, well, the race is falling apart with Blue Saarinen and Bitter running, no race. Um, and it's had to beat this horse of of, of Paul Hennessy's, the heaven help us, who, who's been run over in a couple of mayor's hurdles in England um, prior to that. Um, this horse shortened into four to one or seven to two for a Supreme Novice after that. Now, um, the Supreme Novices would be a race I would like to be getting stuck into now and having a good look at um, for Cheltenham because if he's the seven to two favourite, there is probably a bet in it. Um, I think he's a fairly bad price at that. Um, the, the, win, the 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 horse to beat him may well be in England because, as I'm saying, Willie Mullins does not have, um, you know, th- this dominant novice that typically or a good supreme horse that he would have at this time they haven't even been in Maiden hurdles. So th- th- that's something to consider and maybe it's the paucity of the Irish horses that, that has him so short. And look, a supreme will suit him where he can sit and sit and wait. Um, but... I also think he's... What a go so far as to say he's ungenuine. That might be harsh because he won three of his last four starts, but Jesus' head carriage is, is very unendearing. Um, he looked terrible in the champion bumper last year. He looked terrible in Punchestown after that. You know, maybe hurdles are, are probably after straightening him out a bit. But, you know, when it comes down to the... When you're racing against the best of the best, that's when the kinks tend to show. Um what has he beaten over, he beat the latest exhibition over two miles, he's probably a three miler and he's beaten He's beaten. he's been in a one horse race there last week so to me the Supreme I haven't had a proper look at it yet um, it will be high on my list of gentlemen races to do reasonably early because I think he is a bad favourite
0: So the Gordon Elliott team are going to run Envoy Allah who beat Abracadabra's uh, last time out of the weekend, it's a step-up and trip, which is gut-wrenching for Kieran and I, cons- considering we've backed mm-hmm. him for the Supreme Novices Hurdle, and we will continue to support him for the Supreme Novices Hurdle and champion him for that race, because there's there's every chance that they change their minds and, and decide to go there. Um, what is your take on on that current state of things, then? Because when you look at the likes of Blue Sari, has disappointed terribly here, um, Andy Dufresne, in the JP Silks has also been disappointing on his last start Envoy Alan potentially goes up in trip like is there anything that stands out to you
1: no not not yet no just just, just would have in my head that the, the, the favour is very very short and I would like to take him on but would need to have a proper look at, at the English horses um, and the, the, do you know who'd be very interesting for this I, and I don't know if it's even on the radar um, would be the, the and possibly it won't because they won't want to take him on the Jiggins Town Horse that won the bumper in the Avenue Thread, he can't run in these champion bumpers at Chatham and I wonder whether they take a chance to get him back over order straight into a graded race and see how they go with him. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think
2: Master Debonair is a good shout for, for at the moment. If you look back to his form uh, over the course of the last couple of years uh, in November 2018, uh, it beat Time Hill I think that day uh, and it's ran very well at Cheltenham since then and it's also ran well at Ashton. So uh, of the, if, if you're Looking for like, the English, I'll have a check here on the exchange 16 to 1 about Master Debonair. It's, it's probably the, the, the leading contender right now as we speak from England.
0: What's the price on easy work? Um, let's have a look.
2: Am I scrolling down again? That's good. Does this sound good?
0: You could be scrolling down.
2: Well, is 90s on the exchange, but you're probably not going to get much on that to be honest. So we'll, They'll check. Easy work. Uh, 16 to 1, actually, on Sportsbook. Okay. The
1: difference of opinion there. Uh,
0: just slightly. So he was entered in the future champions, but they went to Limerick instead over a two mile. four. What would you make of him, Tony?
1: Well, oh, very impressed with him. Um, yeah. He, he, as Kevin, Kevin said in his piece there, possibly after beating an non-stay, but he, he was still very impressive. You would imagine that uh, though he and Abracadabra would be kept apart, and he might be more of a Ballymore horse.
0: Mm. Do you think he could be... Yeah, yeah, I suppose he could be a Ballymore horse, to be fair. Um, God, Giganstown have got a lot of exciting young horses coming through for an operation that's winding things up. (laughs) Um, The shallow hurdle went to Thyme Hill at uh, Newbury on Saturday. Uh, he was an odds-on favourite. He was pushed all the way, to be fair, by Nicky's The Cashel Man. Uh, what was the reaction in the exchange markets? And let's give the Sportsbook a mention as well. Why not? We'll throw him in there, Kieran. Uh, what was the reaction um, to Time Hill? And is he a potato racehorse?
2: Yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually a huge ba- fan of Time Hill. Uh, we've seen him a couple of times now. Uh, he was odds-on. Look, he's 1.73. He hit 2.0 in running. Uh, the Cashel man came very close hit in the end, hit 1.7 in running, actually. It was a smallish field that we saw, uh, and it was probably uh, not as, you know, isn't this the type of race that went to champ, I think, last season? Yeah. Um, but I really like the time. I think he's a really big shout for the Albert Bartlett. Um, which is is starting to look like a really good race now. We're really starting to see who's going to be entering it, uh, but I do like Time Hill six to one in sports book at the moment. When that Fury Road ten to one latest exhibition twelves uh, the big breakaway twelves and it's twenty bar. But uh, it was a good run by Time Hill. Is the horse that I've liked before? Shame about the price, but can't do anything about that, can I? And uh, yeah, definitely want future. But just to see if um, if you had to choose right now between himself and Fury Road. Um, I, I think I think I might go for Time Hill. As good as Fury Road was, um, that little mistake at the end gave me a little bit of a worry. He's a very potentially smart stayer he'll be up to the grade one level very shortly but um, maybe just an unsteady favourite for me for the Albert Bartlett Fury Road but I do like the look of Time Hill he's a really good horse
0: well given it's an Irish race we can bring Tony Keenan back in now much to his relief so Fury Road did make that did make that mistake at the last I teed it up for him there you did beautifully beautifully you'd almost think that you present some stuff sometimes you'd almost think that you do Uh, he made a mistake at the last and as Kieran was saying he would have cruised to victory had it not been for that Uh, he's still ended up winning quite well he's got a big reputation what is your current thoughts on him
1: yeah he was fine uh, I, I still would prefer latest exhibition to him though uh, i know the market doesn't really reflect that his exhibition was really good in Navin, um despite trying to take a hurdle home when i'm down the back um was andy defray that much below form um gordon elliott seemed to think so but yeah uh, it was time was really good um I'd be interested now, in the latest exhibition and Fury Road will, will be in a good race at the um, Dublin Racing Festival, the 2 mile 6 mm-hmm. Paul Nolan is been keen to look after this latest exhibition. He, he wasn't going to run them back at Nice now on Sunday, I thought that would be a bit soon. And that looks like a good call now because it's kind of torn up to talking about water in the track there. So that, that looks like a very good call at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I'd be a latest exhibition fan now for, for those staying novice hurdles at the moment, more so than a, a Fury Road. Um, yeah, you, Hill, did, you think latest uh, exhibition? Like, if you think last time out, just he
2: he he gave a good wallop to one of the one of them going round, and we I mean, took the sales right out, and still beat Andy Dufresne.
1: So, yeah, you're, uh, he's a fine looking horse. Yeah, he just Nick uh, Abracadabra's beat him in, in in the for auction. But funny, the owner was interviewed on on, on RTV beforehand, and he said that um, you know we want to ride him today to take some and, and they did do that. They dropped them out like and dropping him out, dropping out a horse like that over two miles is not, not going to suit. But he 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 progressed massively for that run, so that again, long term, that looks like the right move. Um, yeah, I just think he's a really good horse. And he's Paul Nolan has placed him really well so far, and you know, definitely going the right way. Maybe not as obvious as Fury Road. Um, yeah, we're very keen on him actually.
0: Rick's his ratings, to be fair, he put him up on the day. Um, he said that he'd run to a, a better a better time and a better rating than Andy Dufresne had on, on the same card. So uh, yeah, maybe he did beat him on Merit that day and Andy Dufresne just has a massive reputation. We'll, we'll have to see. Time discloses all. Um, you can have a cup of tea if you would like, Tony Keenan, because we're going to talk about Sky Sports Racing's coverage of the Coral Welsh Grand National. Uh, so Kieran, it's all us. Jack Tudor for Christian Williams, £7 claimer uh gets the job done uh trucker's lodge obviously was a massive plunge horse prime venture had been put up by rory he ran a, a gallant race Yala enki uh having his first run for paul nichols and briny frost um and Elegant escape he's run well for puppy power uh, back in sixth place it, it was heavy ground your take on the race
2: Well, it was was a slightly different setup, wasn't it, this year for the Welsh National with the runners taking in one extra fence and then they added in an additional furlong. Uh, I think that's the stop. Uh, Usually there's a bit of a charge towards the first bend and I think they were trying to set more of a a sensible tempo. Uh, Potter's Corner, BSP of 12.2, Trucker's Lodge hit 2.3 in running. Uh, One of the things that that interested me in this was the first five home occupied those positions throughout the whole race. Um, So it it was a front running ride. uh, Very, very popular winner, obviously. Also, I must say, uh, one that Barry Orr, uh, the, the, the legend he is, Betfair Barry, was very keen on um he liked that one conbury uh, he did uh first home trained winner since the 60s it was a, it was it was a, it was a decent race i don't know what we can really take out of it but the, the the winner was but certainly i did think it was interesting that the first five home occupied their positions throughout the race and uh, potter's corner came up wanted and defied what was a bit of a plunge all right on trucker's lodge in the end well
0: it tells you something about the the pace angle that the jockeys had up front, and and how the race then unfolded, and it was it was heavy ground, and it's Chepstow, so it's proper heavy ground, uh, and that then probably tells you how much more difficult it was for Elegant Escape to make up that ground, and he he made up an awful lot of ground very very quickly in the Hennessy, but different conditions, and you're you're carrying eleven stone twelve as well. Um, I'm not blaming Puppy Power at all, but it might just have been that the way the race unfolded went against him
2: yeah I, I I certainly wouldn't disagree with that analysis at all um, it was it was one of those type of races alright where it seemed like what, what what you did from the start really had a massive effect on how it finished Elegant Escape was pretty much midfield throughout and then tried to come on which I don't really think was where it probably should have been and I mean nine, points ho- nine pounds higher in the weights than when winning this last season may have also had something to do with it you know
0: and he's not like to be fair. He's what seven lengths back, eight lengths back. Like he's not that far back. But the way the race had panned out, and that point that you make about the fact that the first five were up there all the way through the race is a very, very interesting one. Uh, great win for Christian Williams. Fantastic day for Jack Tudor as well. Uh, and as you say, a Welsh victory in the Welsh Grand National. Uh, huge. The Paddy Power Chase. You're back. Tony Keenan, you're (laughs) back. Uh, Gordon Elliott, Jack Kennedy teaming up yet again to go and win. This is the race where Jerry Hannon had a heart attack. We wish him well in his recovery. (laughs) And um, (laughs) hopefully he'll be feeling much better. Fitz Henry, raw red ball, raw (laughs) red (laughs) ball! That was was quite good, actually. I like Jerry and I, I like that call. It wasn't everybody's cup of tea. I liked it. Keep it going. Keep <laughs> it going, my man. I suppose if you backed Roaring Bull, that's exactly the kind of reaction you were having as well. <laughs> yeah. in, in running, what kind of a price did he hit?
2: Well, Roaring Bull hit 210 in running for small money. Oh, oh, oh. But it was matched at 110 for quite high money as well. So it was backed uh, with, with in, in the triple figures, shall we say. By
0: Jerry Hannon, which is why he
2: reacted that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fitzhenry itself hit 1.04 in running, which is one to 25 and plan of attack hit two to seven, 1.3 in running. Um, it, yeah. W- what a finish to one of the most prestigious handicaps really in the Irish racing calendar. Uh, and though it was dramatic, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go back because, because Tony said that I was being too optimistic. I would question whether It, w- the form of this will prove as strong as recent renewals that we've seen Um and there was a lot of jumping errors in this race and it took their toll on plenty of them early and late on. So while it was dramatic, it may have hidden what was not maybe the best renewal we've ever seen of it.
0: Yeah, despite, and to be fair to Joseph O'Brien, he gave us bumper winners galore, um, particularly with uh, Forged in Fire, who was a very nice price to, to go and beat Fernie Hollow. But, when I asked him about Tower Bridge, who I was quite keen on and a number of others were clearly quite keen on because he was backed from 12 to 1 into 8 to 1, he was quite dour on him. He was quite negative on him and um, there was no explanation as to why he had performed so badly last time out in, in the Troy Town and that was the the issue he had with him, that he was going to have to bounce back and he's made wow. bad mistakes here and has ended up having to be pulled up like a number Uh, of well fancied horses as well um I suppose for those who got involved in the JP Gamble they'll be feeling a little bit sick Tony but your assessment of the Paddy Power handicap chase I
1: suppose, I suppose we found that, that uh, funnily enough different people like different types of comedy like, you know, what a surprise uh, some <laughs> people like a bit of a shouting and running some people like more relaxed like who would have thought it um, <laughs> anyway moving swiftly on I actually thought, thought this was I, I, I can see what Kieran's saying about all these fallers and carnage and, and I actually thought there was loads of really interesting stuff going on in this race um, actually not <laughs> nothing to do with the winner. Like Fitz Henry, first of all. Kiern, uh, Kiern, you have a look up Fitz Henry's in running history there for the crack, will you? This lad is an utter rogue. And I notice having backed him on plenty of occasions. He he has loads of odds on trades and basically never wins. Um, and he's done it again there. He's lugging about he's a oh, he's a gangster now that lad He's Paul Nolan's and um, I, ho- I, ho- I, ho- I hope if JP's on he is the in running laser up anyway on this lad because uh, he's he's hard to look at. Um, can somebody please do a
0: Tony Keenan meme of Fitz Henry as a gangster can someone please do that for us on Twitter thank you very much I don't
1: like him at all Um, Todd Henry's two ran very well plan of attack for an unexposed horse he's doing things right I thought Polka Party ran really well Uh, this was probably one of Rachel Blackmore's um, less adept raids at at the meeting she gave him a lot to do didn't help her now Totally, because he made a, made a mistake early down the back, um, which but he came from an impossible position. I wouldn't be surprised. If there's a bit of juice in his mark um, just yet. Um, no, talking about Willie Mullins' horses have been a bit negative. But Willie Mullins' horse is not improving from one run to the next. This chef, this Oboe took a massive jump first to second run from the run the Drinmore in fifth. I thought he ran and a, a cracker of a race. Um, travelled very powerfully but went very wide and some of that was his own fault because he kept jumping out to the right um and he made a bad mistake three out and he wasn't great at the last and he still hung on for fifth now, I thought that was a savage run Um Willie could be after improving one out of Nicky Henderson's here like he does have a habit of making something these other trainers look a bit silly now I, I, I am aware that I thought this was absolutely made for a test isn't it likes bad ground Willie loves the race. He'd be top near the top of the short list. Um, I also thought that, I backed Robin DeForry in this. He travel just too well. Um, he tanked through the race, hit six to five running, and running. Come to the last, thought he was going to win. He only managed sixth. The idea of the race for him to me would be the two-and-a-half race here at the, at, at the Dublin Racing Festival, or maybe the festival plate, because he's after running well at Cheltenham there before this. I saw, um, what you call him, was on to me there, Ian Ian from Betting Emporium, and I'm not sure what Ian saw in him, is brothers and he was saying that uh, he has to drop a pound to get into the Kim Muir, which, you know, and Derek O'Connor was riding him, which I thought was a very good spot. Um, I'm just not sure does he want, the, want that trip, but maybe with the amateur, and just go to gallop. So uh, loads of interesting stuff going on there. Kieran, did you get that horses in running history? For
2: the crack there? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't been able to get it's in running history in terms of how many times it has gone odds on. Uh, it's, uh But I will say that with Robin Defort, I backed that one as well for this race. And I thought it. I thought it was one to definitely stick in the notebook. To be honest, I thought it ran better than Chef de Table finished fifth, as you said. But it, Robin Defort definitely would have been one that I was actually disappointed. As you said, two point two six to five in running. Uh, I I thought at one stage it was just going to come when it was shaken up approaching the last, but it just wasn't able to really sustain the the charge of the the Roaring Bulls and the FitzHenrys.
0: Well, Broders is one of the shrewdest around and actually should get him on the podcast pretty soon. Ian Ian Broderick is his name uh, to give him his full title and uh, contributes to the Betting Emporium. Very uh, key member of Neil Channing's uh, illustrious team. So if, if Ian's highlighting one, Take notice. Uh, Chef de Sobo has to go into the after races or So for the Thiestes, that's the the takeaway here. Um, do you want to pass any comments on Roaring Bull?
1: Uh, not really. No, sir. <laughs> sir, lucky. He, 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 sometimes the winner is the most obvious. I that come out of it. Yeah, he got his torn. I'd say, w- w- is he really progressive? No, but so job done the day. They're delighted with him.
0: Savills Chase, Delta Work wins for Gordon Elliott and Jack Kennedy. They're in the winner's enclosure again. Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead in second But Monoly. Road to Respect. Ken Boy with a fine reappear- reappearance. And uh, after all that controversy and presenting Percy back in fifth for Davey Russell. We'll do a compare and contrast like we did with Jess and Kate with the King George. But we'll start with uh, the Betfair Exchange market beforehand because all the money seemed to be for the defending champion, Ken Boy. Um, but there was clearly a bit of late money for Delta work.
2: Yeah, it ended up going off with a BSP of 7.4. But uh, 17 to 1, it hit in running. Uh, so in running, sorry, 17 to 1, it hit in running. Mona Lee hit 8 to 15, 1.5 in running. Uh, it was a high quality renewal. And I know plenty of, I actually met a trader yesterday walking out of the Betfair bunker. And I said to him, how was your Christmas bedding? And he says, well, I backed Mona Lee.
0: So that's how it was. Uh, Tony, what was your takeaway from this race? Uh, To me, Delta Work has enhanced his claims for the Gold Cup. Gordon Elliott has said that they thought he was a Gold Cup horse last season. They were training him that way as a novice. Um, He was brilliant to punch us down. He'd missed his prep run for Cheltenham. And he said that the bubble was burst at down Royal, but we're back in the game now.
1: Yeah, really interesting race, this. Um, it's one where it looks like the visuals sort of lay a bit because they're, they're finishing a heap but actually they've, they've actually factually, I think gone quite a good pace Simon is an interesting piece up on, at the races there uh, last evening I think the middle third of this race seems to have been gone quite a hot gallop um, which does sort of change the complexion you're thinking has Monoli run a little bit better initially it might look like he got a soft lead but he didn't really um, so loads of takeaways here i start with the winner uh, I would have been a big Delta Work fan at the start of the year I, I think the thing with Delta Work and I'm um, sort of living and dying a bit on this hill he needs a recent run to show his best he is never um, at his best at the start of the season and he's not at his best off a break him missing the Dublin Racing Festival last year to me would, would have been the losing of the RSA now, he needs to be getting a run in the, in, the, in the February race if he's going to be going to Cheltenham um, that's, that's fatal he can't be missing two and a half months because he just needs a run um, I, I was impressed with him and Gordon Elliott again said another and so he apparently missed a bit of time after down Royal yes. um, so I'd be marking him up a little bit as well uh, for that he, he's he's the young horse what is he he's seven now um, yeah he, he'd be high on my shortlist for the Gold Cup the jumping was better which it hasn't it, there have been a few Moderate jumping performances from him he, he, he was bad and down he wasn't good in the RSA last year he got a ride out wide where you know he, he got a good look at his fence I'm not convinced that that's absolutely necessary with him like, to have, he was jumped well in down last year um, the Gold Cup is probably going to be a little bit like the champion hurdle they're all going to want to run um, because there doesn't look to be any standout there so, but, but he'd be near the top of my Monali, not convinced he would want a Gold Cup trip. uh, Excellent run, though, on the day. um, Road to respect. (sighs) Think he doesn't just jump well enough. He's inclined to throw in the the odd mistake. Um, Kenby was really strong in the market now, for one, that Willie Mullins never seems to target this race. Willie Mullins has only won this race twice. He's had loads of unplaced horses in this race. Um, through horses, he, he won it with Kenby, obviously, he won it with Don Poli. Both of those had a prep run. Um, you can be almost certain that Kenby wasn't ready for this. Um, so that was an excellent run in the circumstances. I'd say his peak is higher than any of the rest of these. What he didn't punch us down last year, none of them have ever reached this level. And you could argue that. Um, Lost in translation has never reached it either, uh, or some of those other clanders uh, oboes never reached what he didn't punch it. In. Now, obviously, the concern for him is—is is he a Cheltenham horse? And and I think that's very much open to question. He he didn't jump great in the GLT. The year he ran it last year. You couldn't tell anything, but it does look suited to be the flat tracks. Interesting to see what happens with him. And should then the old enigma presenting Percy? Um, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> look, I, I I I don't I haven't fully made up my mind uh, about him yet. Um. My initial thing was, that Davy, give it too much to do, but maybe the times are saying no. Maybe you actually got the pace spot on. Um again, Lydia Hislop, I'm just going to steal what she said. She, she was asking, like, does the ride sort of... Um, Davy was it was very easy on it. Like, is there some sort of physical thing going on, or is there something else there that you know? I just, I can't make up my mind on him yet. Um, I, I would always prefer for us going for looking for a horse for the Gold Cup to be on the horse that's on the up. And that's Delta Work. Mm. Um, presenting Percy, had his chance, blew it, has come back, showed promise in the Punchestown race and hasn't really progressed an awful lot at Christmas. He's stayed sort of at the same level, a little bit of progression. You'd like to see more. So I'm, I'm on the side a little bit him at the minute, but very positive on Delta Work anyway.
0: Presenting Percy is still young enough to win a Gold Cup. And obviously he was favourite for the race last year. But I think that point about a possible physical issue would explain a lot of things. The fact that he was lame in the gold cup last season it was a fine run in the john durkin but he just hasn't he wasn't very fluent at times and he didn't finish this race out in the manner that you expected him to you could argue kieran that all five of the first home have enhanced their claims in one way or another because kemboy was due to run it down royal the supreme racing club blew up and that controversy came along and that was that done he couldn't run thankfully he's free justice for Kemboy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for my Kemboy syndicate scarf, Paul Ladlier, send it to the Final Four on Podcast Studios. Thank you very much. Um, but look, what he did to Klandis Obo, who won the King George at Aintree last season, was extraordinary to say nothing of what he did to the Gold Cup winner at Punchestown. But again, Tony has a concern about whether or not Cheltenham is actually going to really suit him. So if we bring in the King George and this race, and let's bring in album Photo as well who's dismissed acapella bourgeois. Um, It sounds as though no more runs for him straight to the Gold Cup. Uh, That's what they did last year and it worked. So if it's not broken, don't fix it. How do you look at the Cheltenham Gold Cup market now from the perspective of a trader, but also from the perspective of having a win bet?
2: Well, let's start with Album Photo, uh, who's top of the market there, five to one. Like in terms of looking at Gold Cups, it's very difficult to win the Gold Cup more than once. Best Mate and Coda Star are the only two horses to have done that yeah. since the nineteen seventies with Les go uh, Again, see the French there, brilliant, uh, and of course <laughs> Coda Star.
0: Tick up, Boo, son.
2: In terms of. Um, Coda Stars two wins were obviously not back to back in the same period of time. Thirteen horses to have won King George more than once, with eleven of them doing back to back renewals. So the the Gold Cup is so much harder to win uh, than obviously the King George, based on that sort of statistics, and it's harder to win it for a second time. So you would say that Album Photo, who was a surprise winner, I think a lot of people would say last yeah, yeah. year, is probably uh, a weak favourite at the moment. Ken Boy, it depends on did you see enough. Their first time out to go in at 8.6, 15 to 2. Lost in translation was very disappointing, let's be honest. Uh, uh nine, so eight to one. Clandes Oboe, I, I think he's had his goal before, so I'm not really sure about that. But 10.5 at the moment on the exchange. Delta Work is tens, so it's uh 10.0, sorry, so it's nine to one. Santini's there presenting Percy. I guess it's it's who. It depends. Like, I, I don't necessarily agree, Tony, a lot there about Delta work. I, I'm not sold on him at the moment. I'm not sold on all of these. But there are certainly more questions than answers right now because there's been a lot of these that are... Uh, you're going to have to forgive something somewhere along the line to back something right now in the Go Cup. And it depends on what you actually want to forgive. Um, so uh, am I leaving my lost in translation? Am I ripping up the dockets I can't really now, can I? So I I, I think Lost in Translation still has um, some effort in him, but all of what we saw was worrying. I mean, there was a little bit of a time over the course of Christmas where I think I tweeted out that it was, you know, a little bit, you know, surname, Lost in Translation, Lorena, Fakar Duteri, Sam Crow, all of these not winning is not necessarily good for racing because we need... Names and superstars, and then we saw that with Apple's Jade. So, I, I think you would love to see something like Lost in Translation
0: win the Gold Cup. Mm. Are you clinging to hope though? Is this an emotional bet? Because he's based,
2: yeah, well, based on what we saw in the King George, I think a lot of people will be running away from him.
0: Uh, but he has an excuse though, to be fair. Like, there's a, there's a, uh, everyone issue. has an
2: excuse. Well, everyone has an excuse when they lose. No one, you know, everyone has an excuse when they lose. Um, I'll stick with Lost in Translation for now It's a wide open Gold Cup as you expect Can't have album photo Can't really have Kenboy To be truly honest at the moment um, So <laughs> The enigma that he's presenting personally Will we actually see presenting person? When When is its next likely trip out Is a
0: question oh, Goran Park Surely Are they yeah. going to do the uh, Gorn for Park Defo. For, for Defo Will they do Gorn again
1: I would talk the Irish Gold Cup
0: yeah, you, well, that would be the logical thing to do, but it's Pat Kelly, so who knows?
2: Like, if he was to come out and run quite well or win in its next race, I would be interested to see where it goes. I mean, Tony, are you are you totally just not in the presenting
1: Percy camp at all now? No, just haven't made up my mind yet. Mm-hmm. Go think That's- about it. That's a politician's uh, answer. I love it. Man. No, no, no. you don't have to have a bet now for two and a half months. Just sadly, um, I do. I, I, I do. I do have an opinion. on That's album a Robbie Photoshop.
0: McNamara, just like sit on the fence. No. Splinters no, everywhere. No, it's
1: not, it's, it's, it, you see. Yeah, you see. I, you don't. You don't have to forty bets for Cheltenham, like in the second week in January. There's a lot Yes, of you, you, do. yes um, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Right? I, I'll, just, just on album photo there. Um, He's an interesting horse. I would tend to agree with Kieran I wouldn't be. I'm not saying he can't win the Gold Cup. He's short enough, I think, as it is, and I think he's going to get shorter. Because he's not going to run, um, and others will almost certainly block the copybooks in the meantime. Um, and he's last year's winner, which is, again, always a reason why they'll shorten him. Now, um, you can be positive about him in the sense that like this. Run there, the most recent run was only his fourth start at of novice company but the thing you have to keep in your head with Alboom boom photo is he is not a good jumper mm. right in fact he's a bad jumper now last year in the gold cup he put it together but there were there were a few clunkers in there too and um, it's heart them out stuff if you've backed him and you're watching him jumping the fences like I, I know this Like you're just going is he going what's he going to do next like um, he, he is n- he, one or two minor errors there in Thrumore, but like, let's be honest. Like the fences in Thrumore are glorified hurdles. Like, like wi- Willie Mullins, th- 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 that's, th- like, yeah, that's not been derogatory. But no, 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 so, like, It's a fact. Uh, it's yeah. a fact. It's a fact. Like Willie Mullins is running album photo in Thrumore because of soft ground. Yes, but he's also running him in Thrumore because they're easy fences. And Paul Townend was interviewed after, and he did sort of imply this, like you know that he'd be worried about the jumping. So, with a horse like that, that, that there's a bit of error-prone stuff going on. You do need a bit of a price, like a, a, a bit of a, a bit of flexibility in the price there. But you're not going to get that because he's going to be the favourite. And the other thing with him, of course, is the ground. If you get typical Cheltenham Festival ground, he's going to be in bother. He he wants soft ground, and mm-hmm. um, still to my mind. So, yeah, I, I, would I put anyone off? For Backing him, no, personally, I, I would not back him because I can see those couple of holes with him. And as clearance is very, very good point. Like the horses repeating in the gold cup is is very difficult. Now, he's a little bit of an exception because he didn't have a hard season last year and he's going to have a late campaign this one as well. So that's that. Willie Mullins is doing that, managing that very well.
0: When you talk about Album Photo being a poor jumper, I can't help but remember being at Cheltenham and watching him in the RSA and you could make a fairly strong argument that album Photo is the reason that Ruby Walsh is now retired because he snapped his leg the exact leg that he just recovered from, from breaking he snapped that leg clean off and um, how Ruby Walsh recovered from that and got back on horses and continued to compete I have absolutely no idea but I thought it was so telling that when he won on Ken boy beating album photo and he waved to the crowd and, you know, saying I'll never ride a horse again. That is it. And the only reason he took part in the legends race was because Pat Smullen is such an absolute hero and a legend and a gentleman. And it was great to see him part of that, but he walked away in one piece because he was glad to, but album photo, he could have been killed that day. Ruby, like he absolutely mullered him. um, that that has to be a concern, and it's a great point from Kieran. I mean, even Cotto Star's greatness is the fact that he's the only horse to regain a gold cup. No horse has ever done that except for Cotto Star, uh, And Best Mate's the last one to win them back-to-back. So it's a fair point. It's a very, very fair point. And um, I think he makes the market. You then have to make your own mind up about the rest. For me, it's Delta work. Uh, I'm heartened to hear that Tony is with me on that. Um, Kate is with me on that as well. Uh, you're clinging to your Lost in Translation docket, Cary.
2: Well, I was hoping that you were going to cling as well to the Lost in Translation no. fan club, because you've definitely been in it at times.
0: Oh, I was, I was all over him for the King George.
2: But you're not forgiving.
0: <laughs> I'm just, I'm too much of a Delta Work fan to, to jump. I was persuaded to the King George, and that's not his fault. It's like David Hay getting beaten against Klitschko. If it wasn't for that pesky toe, oh... God, he surely would have won, but that pesky toe meant that he was what a ridiculous excuse. Uh, we can all come up with excuses, but
2: we will see Delta work again, though. That's the thing. Like the Delta work will be race yeah. at the Dublin Racing Festival in in probably that uh, three mile or...
0: Punchestown, the the um, Irish Gold Cup.
2: Yeah, the, now that's that. It'll be interesting if it comes out like. Tony was saying Album Photo will be, like, favourite for the Gold Cup. But if Delta Work was to come and win that, I mean, this, 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 ooh, he'll be cautious, He'll certainly be right there at the top, surely. He'd
0: have to be. Because if if he wins that, he's probably beaten Kemboy. Yeah. We have a lot of water still to be under the bridge. But uh, right now, I'll stick my neck out and, and go with him. I've backed him already. I'll back him again. What price is he currently on the bet for exchange?
2: Delta Work is 10.0, so 9 to 1.
0: Okay. The uh, Paddy Power livestream all Irish racing on our app Beginners Chase. Paddy Power had some. I know they're your sister company, but they had some very interesting titles of races uh, over the Christmas festival. Uh, so Mellon beat gallant John Joe. Uh, so he's got his win over fences. Were you convinced, Tony Keenan?
1: Uh, I was not. No, Um Again, sort of a race that didn't really live up to expectations. City Island not jumping that well. Um, to Mellon's credit, he, he's done well, having um, made the mistake at the last. But Jesus um, Notebook's a way better horse than him over fences, isn't he? Has to be. Notebook's a hell of a horse. Um, and I think if they meet New York, very, um I would fancy Notebook to beat him. So- beat him well.
0: William Mullins was saying that he imagines the Arkel is going to be the target. Obviously things had gone horribly wrong with Lorena, uh, in the racing post chase. Um, so they had the epic high of Faheen and then the, the low of, of her out of interest. Kate Tracy was suggesting that because of the nature of the blood vessel bursting, that perhaps Lorena might go back over hurdles and there's no current plan for her. So, Tony, what would you think? Will they continue chasing with her or could they go back to hurdles?
1: I have no idea. I, am, I just don't want anything to do with horses that are busting blood vessels. I, I just be, I, I don't have rules for betting because you always need to be flexing and stuff like that. But for horses, busting blood vessels, I gen- generally don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. Um, she's she's running the two best races that she's ran and she's been run over. Um, champion hurdle in this uh, Irish article or not Irish article race post-chase. Yeah um so she would she just wouldn't be on my radar for anything at the minute and she just wasn't always going to be on the price so no thanks
0: well kate was talking about just having to rebuild confidence because sometimes when a horse has done that and then they go back over fences again they'll they'll remember it so that's something to bear in mind with her uh city island ended up being pulled up in this race uh, as well um your take on melon in the beginner's chase Karen.
2: Well, I, while I, I agree a lot with Tony. Uh, obviously, I, I mentioned before that I was there a few times over town 27-28, and I think the cheer that Mellon got when, obviously, the slip-up at the last, when it regained the lead and ran on to win, now, it was probably more about people backing it, but I think there was a, a sense of emotion as well at seeing Mellon, like, win this, win a race, win a you know, after after being a tough, tough time of it lately uh, along the way at times, uh, so I think there was it, it was one of the moments of the the festival. While I do agree, we can't take too much out of it. Uh, Melon BSP was two point three eight seven to five. It actually hit eleven point zero in running with Gallon John Joe hitting one point three three, which is four to eleven. I assume that is when the big mistake happened. Uh, City Island was very very disappointing. Uh, jumping extremely extremely sketchy. Let's be honest. Uh, even before its mistake. Uh, in terms of where it goes to here, it's, you know, 14 to 1 for the Arkel. I know we spoke about it before. I think really it should have gone to something like the, uh, the champion hurdle would have been great for Mellon. I don't think it'll beat Notebook, uh, Facker Dutery either. I, I think it was a great race in that context. It won and it was a good story and it was a favourite. And half the people in Leopardstown backed the favourite based on most books. So... A good day was had for that but uh, i'm not too sure where they're going to go with it from now i'd be a bit worried about it
0: well on the same day at kempton uh, in the wayward lad global citizen won, and he took a few scalps along the way as well including finicia williams horse fanon desterval who had come in previously unbeaten and uh, looking an absolute superstar from france so it took a huge scalp there so in, in terms of the oracle picture then kieran how is that currently looking on the bet for exchange and is Notebook just going to be the standout for you because it was for, for Jess, for Kate and for I and Tony's alluded to that as well.
2: Yeah, actually I did. I've, I wrote down a little piece about Notebook here about just how good really it was. And I think Tony mentioned that piece uh, up online at the moment about the sectionals and that and it, it backs that up just how good Notebook was because it shows just of uh, in terms of how quick they were going and a, a Fakar Duderey, to get past Notebook would have been really, really tough. And I think people sometimes forget Leperstown is a forgiving enough track. I mean, you can make a mistake and you can be boxed in, which some people would say Fakardudori was, and you can come and win a race. Uh, Leperstown is a track where you can, so Notebook caught the eye and it's now, yeah, 5.6, 9-2 for the Arkel. Fakardudori is 7.06, to one Mellon, uh, 15.5 at the moment. And then you've got the likes of Brewing Up a Storm, Global Citizen, Espoir de Larges is in there as well. Uh, the favourite uh, that you spoke about there, the French one for the Wayward Lad novice chase, I think that was actually one, probably one of the most disappointing horses that I backed over the course of the of the festival oh no. uh, of the of the days. Uh, again, I'm not saying that I've got some sort of problem here, but I was watching it in the bar, and I turned <laughs> around. uh, I turned around to pick up my drink and I'm pretty sure he was in third and when I looked back, he was in sixth. (laughs) So uh, it was going well. Um, Yeah, yeah. It it was disappointing because I really did think that was, uh, looking at it, that one's form in France. I mean, it came in having won a lot of races in France and good races um, and came in and, yeah, I mean, we talked about bubbles burst, but under the radar... That bubble is well and truly burst. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Arkel Chase, Notebook is the one at the moment uh, that people are wanting to side
0: with. And in terms of Fakir Dudary, just to get your take on that, Tony, obviously a huge scalp for Notebook to take. He, ha- he had been underestimated in the market, but he's beaten him fair and square. Like, Fakir has still jumped very well. And that weight differential is going to get worse for Fakir. Like Notebook's not going to have to give him as much weight as the season progresses. So how does Fakir turn the form around? Or is Notebook just going to continue to be the stronger of the two?
1: I would think so as you say the weight allowance is going to erode now over time there's going to be basically no weight allowance in Cheltenham. Um yeah, look look you, you, if you're a Facker fan you can make a case you know maybe they should have went on with them um in the race on the 26th. You know Mark Walsh also lost an iron yeah, that's uh, I can see the logic there, but um, I also think like Notebook's a bit better than the form there as well. He, he jumped to the right. I hope he's following um, Jingle doing that. He he did a little bit in down the day before that, which will be a little bit of a concern for the article. Um But I also think we are nowhere near the bottom of this Notebook yet. Um, he he's idle as hell when he hits the front. He's in front way too soon. I I think if Factor goes on, um, Notebook could be in further. Uh, maybe I'm getting carried away with Notebook. I think this has improved so much for Fences. Um, he's just a, a brilliant jumper. He's got much less experience than Fakur or he's just in general. And yeah, as as, as has referenced there, Simon Rowan's is this thing. Where, what Notebook has done from the back of the last is just so fast. And um, that's in the context of him doing a good overall time. Like It's one thing running fast at the end when they've dawdled for 85% of the race, but it's not that. He's done a good overall time too. So, um, yeah, I, I'd be a massive fan. The, the jumping right-handed is the, is the concern. Um, but hopefully, as I say, he was just following the the Queely horse in doing that.
0: You can read that Simon Rowland's piece on com and the AtTheRaces app as well. You can also, of course, read Tony Keenan's Irish pieces on the AtTheRaces app too. Uh, speaking of we haven't got to the bottom of the notebook, have we now got to the bottom of Sam Crow? Because we talked in the last podcast about how Faheen lifted the roof awful limerick great. great commentary from justin o'hanlon Sixteen thousand people there i think and all going bananas rightly so it was a joy to behold a joy to see but sam crow was favorite and he had a big reputation and he ties in with fakir but how dented is that reputation now tony
1: ah yeah of it course is, it is dented um Look, like the Gordon revealed something very interesting. I think about him been on the Nebulizer, like I can't believe he said that. Like, yeah, I, I know it came out afterwards there. Some of the, the lads tweeted there to say that it, it's not uncommon, but ah, I like, just ah, again, it's like the bleeding. Like, I can't like horses that are, are, are on that type of stuff, you know. Um, he Gordon said after that, he, lo- he looks like he's bled, but he hasn't, he's just looking a bit empty a um, bit like Clarina I, I just find it hard to forgive him massive reputation always going to be short um, but just keep, keep beating you know um, and yeah I mean, maybe Faheen is going to be overrated a touch off the back of it you know because um, if Samco isn't all that you know, it was obviously brilliant to see Faheen win and he, he did everything right he, he um, still has a massive cruising speed for a horse of his age Um but yeah, I think you just have to be neg- negative on Like th- These older horses, like, the, the, the only, my thinking would be maybe the younger horses will be underrated when they come in to meet them. Like, I always think national hunt racing at the top level is a young horse's game. That's why horses don't repeat winning these championship races over and over again. And You know, you're back in potential. They haven't run to that level just yet, but sometimes that's the way to approach it.
0: If you were to race plan for Willie Mullins, which race would you target for Foghien at Cheltenham?
1: Oh, for God's sake, I, I, a, I, have the worst, no, I have the worst history with, with Willie Mullins um, in terms of betting horses of his, like, there's, I, I, I've just sort of given it up, Like, um, like there was definitely a time, I, I reckon, 2006, 2000, 2016, 2017, I bet, I would going to say about 12 Willie Mullins horses anti-post, and not one of them ran in the race, consecutive. That's some bloody achievement now. and I, I'm not saying they're probably shortened and, and this and that. But um, like Willie Mullins, it just is a totally different way of doing things. Um, I have no wins. I, I I have a terrible record of guessing where he's going to run horses. I, I, it's possibly not as bad. Uh, his his planning or do seem to go for maybe races that are a bit more obvious now There don't seem to be as many you know switch ups as has been in the past. But um, yeah, fine. I suppose maybe the the, the Dublin race and the 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 two mile five um, race now that maybe Lorena is, is potentially out of the way would be a possibility but you know I, I, I just I, I just lose when I try to start doing that so I try to stop doing it
0: Finally somebody has surpassed my black Hercules black spot on the Final Four on podcast when it comes to winning no, like, the that that, that,
1: that, that that that's a classic example like that, that, I think it was that year like I backed Black Hercules for the two races he didn't run in, and then yeah. he was so pig-headed I wouldn't
0: back him in the JLT <laughs> <But>, you know <laughs> <laughs> see I backed him to get the stake back in the JLT because it was like i will pick yeah. it anyway if he runs zero I'm going to have to do it uh, right. if
2: you're saying by the way that every single person was cheering Faheen home at uh, Limerick uh, you're saying that of so the 17,000 people they're known back the odds on
0: favour well, here's the thing I would highly doubt he, here's the, the thing ah, yeah. I did yeah. say that on the last podcast with Kate and Jess that I'm sure that there was a large percentage of that crowd were actually cheering on Sam Crow, but probably gave Fahim the due recognition that, that he deserves. Um, Ruby Walsh has made the point a few times that including the Ballymore, where he looked like this absolute superstar, that he he just stops once he gets to the line and that if you're on a really, really good horse, you actually should have difficulty pulling them up. And I think that's a fascinating insight. And it's then even more fascinating to hear gordon talking about the fact that they've built a garden for him outside of his new stable and that he's on a nebulizer and it's like none of that sounds good
1: it just all sounds like a horse that's not breathing properly yeah um, you know that's all it sounds like so that's obviously going to impinge on his ability to see how to race but he's also a horse that, that that it's hard to really know which one will turn up because the
2: race at down royal that he won obviously when he was odds on he did exactly what he needed to do the following day out you know, there's an argument he was probably going to beat Fakar Duderi. We never know. You have to jump him. So based on that, you would have said he should have went and beat Faheen. So he's kind of just, he's in and out. He's hot and he's cold. It's just, it's just hard to know with him.
0: The one thing I will say, and I don't think he would have beaten Fakar Duderi, but it's a stupid debate because we'll never know. But the one thing I will say is when he was asked about him, Gordon was silent. And what Gordon has done with Apple's Jade is extraordinary. So if he can do it with her, and he's done it with plenty of other horses as well, reviving them. Tiger Roll. I mean, look what he's he's done with Tiger Roll. A one-time champion hurdle, Hope, turns into a a four-mile National Hunt Chase winner, a dual cross-country winner, and a dual Grand National winner, uh, having been a juvenile hurdler, a triumph hurdle winner. The man's a genius. And if anybody can rehab this horse and get him back to absolute peak, it's him. But there's a big, big question mark hanging over his head right now. Uh, in terms of other horses that you want to highlight from Christmas, Kieran, i I'll start with you. Who else is on your shortlist that impressed you?
2: Well, I, I think Aspire Tower, uh, two over two of a hurdles with another wide margin of success. It, it's hard to know just how strong the form is uh, because a wave of the sea was probably below its best. It was one that I, I think I mentioned to you before, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I did like what I saw really from uh, Spire Tower. It seems to really have a big stamina. Um it just, it, it looked great. It, now the race suited him because the remission of the final flight, I think, actually helped him on the dating stone, But he just looks to be drawing clear from fields. He's comfortable. And I think he's, he's one of the most exciting horses around at the moment. Uh, I think he's probably, I'll just get up. I think he might actually, because it's not the most... Uh, um, uh, uh, um, because he's famed for the Triumph Fertile, it's probably one that people are saying, well, it's not like you've picked him out of the clouds, but 7-1 to one for the Triumph Fertile. Uh, it's big one there. All Mankind as well. Uh, watching that race at Leopardstown, it was absolutely hilarious. Just everyone watching it with no sound out in the uh, in the area. <laughs> Seeing this horse just go to the front and just destroy a field the way he did. So the two of them, but Aspire Tower, over Christmas really did catch my eye anyway. And I think uh, people should be looking at it seriously for the triumph hurdle.
0: And particularly to destroy Cerberus. And like, I presume JP is going to buy aspire Spire Tower now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the way he has to go now with this thing. He keeps, he, bu- them all up. he keeps buying all these horses. He's like, give me that one. Give me, oh crap, give me that one. Um, yeah, in, in the juvenile division, Tony, was there anything that really stood out for you?
1: No, he is her spare tower, looks to us. That fairy house farm with a wave of the sea and Cerberus has looked completely devalued over, over Christmas between Chepstow and, and Leperstown. They, they look like shocking bays at the minute. Um, mm. You know, they look like... Benign. Yeah, it's um, a shame.
0: The De Bromhead team, to be fair, are very bullish about Aspire Tower. They're very, very... Yeah,
1: yeah, what and and why wouldn't it be like This is a departure for Henry. He just doesn't reach, hasn't really trained juvenile um, mm. You know, up to this point, I, I ran something through one of the databases there. Like I think he went six, seven years now on an and run the juvenile hoarder there. We had a couple last year or early, early, from early two thousand and ten through. Went loads of years around having a runner so. This is something different. Uh, yeah, that horse is very impressive. He, he does plenty wrong in his races, um, putting in an extra stride before. There's a, his trainer's ability is very high for for that division, where you know the, by, by their nature quite limited. And
0: considering yeah. that Henry had trains flat horses as well, not as many as jump horses. Yeah. it's a, it's a fascinating piece of info that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, th- th- this is this is true. Um, like, like Henry's just a much improved trainer, I think. Full stop. Yeah. Um, I'd say Rachel... Blackmore coming on board has has helped him kick on he's got better owners uh better class of horse and uh, yeah good luck to him absolutely uh, I, I i i like i like betting his horses anyway
0: very much so he's one of the good guys at the game as well right at 86 in the flat but looks an absolute star over hurdles aspar tower uh anything else kieran that really took your eye over christmas that you want to add to the at the races tracker
2: um, none really massively hit the eye there's a few of them that I suppose we have to sort of mention that if, you know the, the horses that I suppose disappointed and you need to put them into your own mental tracker and decide which of them you're going to forgive you know Lorena Fakar as we mentioned Sam Crow Bacardese we've gone through them all just who are the ones that we we will give a second chance to, and I suppose if I was being honest, it's probably Shack and is the one that I'll give a second chance to, um, and that's where we're going to find out over the next couple of months because I think this year more than other Christmases we've probably had you know a severe amount of bubble burst. You know it was uh, mm. it was the it was the lesser known Coolio song Layers Paradise at times <laughs> over the course of the Christmas <laughs> that we were all singing. Um, <laughs> <so> hopefully. <laughs> We'll
0: get a few new ones. Oh, I know someone's going to do a song now about that. I know someone's going to do a song about that. Uh, Tony, for you, horses for the At The Races tracker that we haven't mentioned.
1: Uh, Yes, it's probably some quite obvious ones here. Um, I thought Cedarwood Road was pretty good in winning the first race on on St. Stephen's Day. Um, Progressed massively from Fairy House. Really good. He just hosed in. Um, Down at Limerick on the same day, I thought Assemble did it well. In its maiden hurdle, uh, it had a penalty beat Willie's horse well. Um, and I'm sure people are very wise at this the minute, like Oakley Brown, who was riding that horse. Um is an expensive law firm in New York, but he is absolutely, he is <laughs> robbing seven. That lad that, that is robbing seven pounds in an allowance. Um, he is... He is an incredibly capable jockey. Joseph is using him quite sparingly, probably on the ones he fancies, because he says the seven pounder is going to be gone quite quickly. I really rate him a good jockey. And um I thought Ronald Pump ran really well in the Pertemps final. Am I pronouncing that correctly? If uh, you want to go back to qualifier, calms? um I couldn't have him going into the race. Said, okay, chaser, novice chaser coming back to 3 mile handicap hurdle big field. He ran an absolute screamer. Um I see connections are saying they're going back with of offences with him the next day. Uh, yeah, OK, lads. I, I don't know. Uh, he's, he is a good horse. He's a little bit small for chasing, I think. But um, for me, the pretemp final would be ideal for him. Covered up, uh, come late. Um, yeah, just how it's a cracking run. He, he's improved again now this, over hurdles this season where he got to quite high level last year. At the back end, and yeah, uh, Matthew Smith does a few quirky things. Like he doesn't do—he he obviously had that one cool po with the one in Galway. Like not many people are saying I'm going to run off three times in a week or whatever. And um, so he's doing something a little bit unconventional. There it seemed to work uh, last week, and sure, why wouldn't it work? Try it.
0: Absolutely. Anything else you want to mention?
1: No, that's a bit it. That's okay. a bit it.
0: Uh, I'll give a mention to the bosses, Oscar who uh, put up on the second Christmas podcast. Uh, I thought he did it really, really well. And uh, I suspect he will have a very bright future over staying distances. If you want to watch that back, it was the 28th of December, the opening race uh, at Leopardstown. Uh, That's it. That's our second podcast of uh, 2020, of the new decade, done and dusted. My thanks to Kieran O'Connor from Betfair.
2: Yeah, some would say it was the best of the uh, podcasts you've done in 2020. Some. some. Much the best. Much the best. Much the best.
0: Somewhere, Jess Stafford is sending daggers in your direction, uh, Kieran. And good I luck.
2: Think she, I think she only listens to the ones that she's on. She's a very vain person, so very vain. <laughs> Oh,
0: the next meeting between you two is gonna be hilarious. There's gonna be a fight to the death now to decide who's on Monday Show. So whoever turns up, we know is actually the person who's still alive. Uh, but great work as always, my friend. and looking forward to your next appearance on the show.
2: Uh, I can't wait. Well, Jess won't be staying up till all hours watching NFL, so she can do Monday.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's that sorted. So it's either Barry or Jess. Now we know one or the other. Uh, speaking of NFL, um, Tony and I have had our, our heads erect. Tony's uh, been involved in fantasy football. I'm Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, Stephen A. Smith taking the Twitter to rub it in about how we won and are out. Really wasn't called for. But that's Stephen A. Smith, so fair enough. Uh, And we're the Dallas Cowboys, which is an absolute joke. (laughs) Um, Tony and I have worked with Kevin Blake for... uh, Since 19 Dickity Doo. Uh, When I started the Final Furlong Podcast, the first person I called was Kevin. And um, immediately he said yes. There were a number of other people who were involved early on. And over time, uh, they left for their own reasons. Um, Kevin is a great guy. He's incredibly talented he's deservedly got his award for specialist racing writer of the year and there should be more plaudits and awards coming his way um we'll be doing the Cheltenham festival preview night with him and tony's going to be with us for that as well uh for at the races we're looking forward to that there's other stuff that we're going to be doing as well but his time has come on on the podcast he hasn't had time to be on it um, hasn't had time to, to be on, I think of the last 27, he was on eight of them. Um, so time moves on. It's a new decade, but, uh, I could not have asked a better person to join me on the journey uh, at the start and so many great memories, uh, particularly sick bag Conti, Armadillo, and <laughs> so much more. And, uh, Keenan and mm-hmm. I had an absolute blast with them. And he'll continue to do great stuff with at the races and Betfair. And his career with Joseph O'Brien is just going to continue to skyrocket as well. So um, the very, very best to Kev. It's been an absolute blast, my man. Uh, so from Tony Keenan. Good luck. From Kieran O'Connor. Best of luck over the weekend, all. And from me, Amish Kennedy, thank you so much for listening. We will chat to you again next week on the Final Foreign Podcast. God bless. Get 2%
1: commission on your winnings on the Betfair Exchange with My Betfair Rewards. Opt in now to start saving. My Betfair Rewards allows customers to choose their commission rate and rewards. 2% commission via basic package, which can be altered at any time. T's and C's apply.
0: Have you downloaded the free App The Races app yet? With easy to use race cards and form. Expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting is the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheraces.com forward slash app for more details.